I'm Rasa Kay, and I'm here at Deborah Heart and Lung Center in the heart of New Jersey, and I'm talking with Dr. Janine Vecchio, an endocrinologist here at Deborah. You know, a couple of months ago, we learned in the Journal of the American Medical Association that death rates in the United States due to cardiometabolic diseases have either plateaued or climbed in mm-hmm. recent years. So deaths from those health conditions declining, but then hit an inflection point in 2010, and they remained unchanged, or they actually increased. So we're losing ground here. First of all, what are what we consider cardiometabolic diseases? Well, diabetes, for one, and that's our um, main thing that we focus on uh, at uh, the Diabetes Center. But uh, also, there's other things that, from an endocrine standpoint, that we could look into, and that's your thyroid as well. But um, being here at Deborah, we also have to remember heart disease and, and diabetes can go coincide, as I always say, with um, heart disease. So those are some of the cardiometabolic things we look for. Also, as you know, uh, lipid, lipid abnormalities, high cholesterol, high triglycerides. So these are things that all go together. We have to watch our weight. Obesity contributes to all that. So those are some things that we see. So as far as the backsliding in death rates from cardiometabolic diseases, What's contributing to it? Were you surprised by the study in JAMA? Unfortunately, no, because um, I was not surprised because we are seeing things in our younger children today, too, with the weight. Um, And I feel it has to do with what's easy access to food, fast foods, grabbing food on the run. And it's unfortunate because we're, we're, we're time constrained and we think things like that are just going to be easier. We have to learn how to be in moderation with certain things. Yeah, those foods are great, but we have to probably some take time for ourselves and take care of ourselves and learn how to cook for ourselves and eat better and exercise for sure. And especially seeing type 2 diabetes becoming more evident in young children uh, as well, just due to a sedentary lifestyle, we have to start making some changes somewhere. Whether you you have a job where you sit down all day, try to walk, try to do different things, try not to snack all day. These are things we have to look at. So a lot of this in terms of cardiometabolic diseases and managing one if you have one or trying to prevent one, it's that numbers game, knowing your numbers. What are the numbers to focus on here? Well, from a diabetes standpoint, it's definitely your A1C. You want that under 7. In the perfect world, if we could get it 6, 6.5 without causing too much low sugar, we would prefer that. We just know the outcomes are better, the better your A1C is. Also, we want to look at your blood pressure. We, in diabetes, depending on where you are at your stage in life, obviously we don't want to bottom you out. If you're older and on a lot of cardiac meds, you could have a chance of passing out. So we try, I try to aim at least for 130 over 80, and I think that seems reasonable. Uh, for cholesterol, we want those numbers good. Definitely for diabetes, we're trying to aim under 100. If you have cardiac disease, we probably even aim more with the diabetes, depending on if you can tolerate statins. It all depends on where you know you are at and what we can do for you and individualize your plan. So I try sometimes, if I can, get patients LDL or bad cholesterol down into the 70s, if I can, without side effects from certain medications. All right. Well, you were talking about the choices we make that may help improve the conditions or even prevent them. So what do we need to be doing? Well, moving. We need to be active. So we need to 30 minutes every day, walk briskly, do something. If you're able to park further in a parking lot and and it's a safe area, of course, and a safe place to park, then walk every day. Try to park further. Try to do something. Take the stairs if you can, because just eating right is not going to, you're not going to lose the weight unless you burn those calories off. But eating right is key, too. We should try to watch our carb intake. Don't eliminate it totally, but have it in 
doses that are good for you. Uh, um, don't overdo it. Don't have bread and pasta. If you're going to pick one, try to measure out the pasta and not eat the bread. Try to avoid the snacking if you can in terms of higher carb foods dessert-wise. Sugar-free things are not sugar-free. They have carbs. They turn to sugar. So you may want to look at something that has about 15 grams of carbs that's a lower-carb snack for you. How have we lost track of preventing this stuff? I think we have become very technology-dependent. When you can do things very easy, you don't even have to get up off the couch to go get something anymore. If You can just uh, have your faucet turn on, Alexa do this. I think we have to get moving again. I think we, we, live, we sit too much. We've taught our younger generation to sit. I don't see children much playing outside anymore. Like I said, the fast food, very accessible. We have to learn how to cook again, eat the right things again, eat in moderation. If you do go out, maybe take the bread off a hamburger. Do something. Don't have the fries with the burger. Don't eat the pasta and the bread. Just try to do different things to stay on course the way the world is. And unfortunately, we're time constrained too. And so easy fixes and easy grabbing things is just the way to go. Meals delivered to our door. It's uh, just how how the world has become. So here we are at the season where on the outside, we're wrapping ourselves in heavy sweaters (laughs) and on the inside in heavy casseroles. What, What happens to all of our best intentions and excellent lifestyle habits between Thanksgiving and New Year's? No, there it's a tr- it's a true phenomenon. Um, unfortunately, there's peer pressure. Every you know, families like to see you eat and have a good time, and, and we associate food with a good time as well and parties. Again, I say that my famous word is moderation. You have to really try to cut back. Don't deny yourself something that you really want, especially if it's something around this time of year. But try to substitute it with something else. For example, if you want that little thin slice of cake. Maybe have that over taking breads, pastas, rice for dinner and cut a little piece. Don't take a huge piece and maybe take a few bites if that would even help you. That's a way to try to do it. Or, you know, and of course, monitor your sugar, exercise, that would help. But just try to think, do I really need this? Can I, should I stay without it? Is it going to raise my sugar? Is it going to do something else? Do I th- try to talk to yourself and then make a decision? I know it's not easy, but you really have to say to yourself, is it worth my sugar going up 100 points when I'm already high. These are things you have to ask yourself because around the holidays, it's gift giving, right? So I see it as a gift to yourself to moderate what you're eating, what you're intaking, and you want to be there every year to see your family and and be at those parties. So you should try to take care of yourself and just do limit, limit yourself to what you eat. So what do you think some of your other top tips for staying on track would be? Definitely walking if you can, uh, exercise something, uh, do some, stay on top of your medications, make sure you're checking your sugars, seeing your doctor regularly, getting your blood work done. If you're having problems during the holidays with all that, you know, call your doctor and say, is there something, there are newer meds on the market. I'm not saying they work for everyone. Sometimes they help suppress your appetite and you may not, and help you lose the weight. So sometimes you need a little help. Not saying you should go on a medication to eat the way you want, but these are things to consider and um, think about. Well, if if you're not managing diabetes or one of these uh, diseases, and you you basically just want to stay healthy, or you know kick that can farther down down the curb if it's in your family or whatever, if you wanted to be super pure in one area, 
while enjoying the season in in others. Can you take a holiday from a healthy habit for just the one month if you're really dedicated in other areas? I would be afraid to fall off track if I feel it would spiral out of control. I feel that you don't want to eat too much salt around the holidays either. And if you have high blood pressure or heart failure, that's not good. If you have a lot of high carb foods around the holidays, that things can happen quickly. So if you're someone who's not controlled to begin with, and you add on top of this these bad habits, you're picking a vice. Yeah, then you can end up very sick. So I would try to pick things and stay with the, your course the best you can, and try to limit yourself the best way you can. And if you know, we all have peer pressure, and families trying to push us. Oh, eat, eat, just stay back. And I can bet you you'll find someone in that crowd who has the same condition or comorbidities that you may have and they'll realize too hey wait maybe we shouldn't be doing this um it's not an insult to anyone i know people feel guilty when you go to someone's home you feel like you should eat drink alcohol things like that but sometimes you just have to say this is a gift to me i want to be here next year to see everybody and i want to do the right things and stay on track besides just getting tipsy What's the physical impact of alcohol on well, all of these issues? Well, one, I mean, of course, dangers of drinking and driving is my biggest concern. Um, but at the same time, alcohol, depending on what you do drink, um, can either raise or lower your sugar. Some of these sweet drinks can raise your sugar. Alcohol could lower your sugar. So if you're taking medication that could potentially lower your sugar and you took some alcohol in, maybe you didn't eat or something, you could drop down. So I do have concerns with that. And also, it doesn't. if you're on medication, sometimes alcohol interferes with the effects of those medications and it's not suggested. So play in December, pay in January. How much weight gain is typical from the latkes, the eggnog, the butter cookies, all the goodies? Well, speaking from experience, I've had patients who actually do not make appointments around the holidays knowing that we would gain some weight. So, um, and that's, we see it and they tell me I'm not coming back until, so you know that there's some weight gain there and you try your best to encourage them. Well, no, we want to see you. We want to make sure you're okay. But 10 pounds easily, maybe I have 10 pounds, maybe more. Yep. I have seen this. (laughs) I would say maybe that's the average, maybe the not so average, but I have seen but then people get back on track, and by by the summer, and when we see them again, they're doing well. But, yep, at least. <laughs> okay, so getting on track. I recently stumbled on a charity, believe it or not, called Veganuary. Oh. It's a charity inspiring people to try to go vegan for January. Just try for January in the hopes that, you know, they'll stick with it and maybe support the efforts of this organization to spread the word, et cetera. Is that something we should try for a month, maybe? Is that, you know, in terms of uh, getting back on that horse, as you said? I would try to stay with what you're doing all year long. That seems like very drastic changes. You have to remember that um, if you're on medication for certain things, especially diabetes, if you're taking insulin, you change your diet drastically from where you were. Now you could have actually low sugar, which is more, on some ways more dangerous than high sugar because an acute low could really hurt you. You could pass out. Maybe someone would not find you if you were passed out, um, and that's not good. So I don't think going totally with these diets is the way to go. I think you have to maybe sit with nutrition, learn what you can eat, what is your allowed intake per day, and work on your diet and exercise. I would have concerns with something like that. Okay. <laughs> All right, so resolutions are as hard as saying no to that gingerbread cheesecake. Boy, it's really hard to say no to that gingerbread cheesecake. So small but mighty, top three health habits with the most bang for your buck to defeat cardiometabolic disease. 
stay active, know what your medications are and how they work, and make sure you follow with your doctor to get physicals and checkups and you, you bring in your data to help have the doctor be able to help you, whether that's finger sticks, blood pressure logs, things like that. I think it, those are the top three. And don't be afraid to ask for help would be my fourth. Even if you are not on meds and you just want to get through the holiday season with as few health impacts as possible, how do you ramp up your, your own discipline? Well, I think you have to ask for help. I think you have to look at yourself. And, you know, eating um, is instant gratification. So you have to say to yourself, okay, is it worth it in the end? That's how I look at it. Is this, is this piece of cake going to make me feel better? And then I'm going to, you know, gain the weight from the holidays and potentially uh, have issues that I was borderline for something and now I've gone over the deep end. That's how I would look at it. I think you have to ask yourself, is this worth me getting sick over? Is this worth progressing my condition over? If you have prediabetes or where you're not on any meds and you're borderline, so to speak, or, you know, um, they tell you to watch your salt intake for your blood pressure. These are things you have to say to yourself. I, am I, is it worth getting sick over to enjoy this? You have to pick and choose, I feel, what you would like to eat. But, uh, but do you have any medical tools for somebody who simply just feels they don't have the discipline? I hate giving medication for things like that. The only medication I can say is from a diabetes standpoint that we have things out there, and I'm not saying to take it at just at the holidays, but there may be some medication out there that can help with your weight loss and suppress your appetite so you don't feel the need to have all the treats and things like that around the time of the holidays. You could talk to your doctor about that and see if there's something out there that's right for you to take. And don't think you can just take medicine to eat the way you want. That's not acceptable either. But if you really are that type of person that you know you have issues with food and you have maybe do have diabetes, that you want to take something to help prevent you from eating too much and things like that if the medication's right for you. Of course, let's not forget that may not be right for you. And then you really, there's our Overeaters Anonymous programs things like that if you feel you need some help. If you are on insulin, doesn't mean you can just have, okay, I'm going to have, take more insulin and have that cake. Or if you're on a statin, and I'm going to have that meat and the cheese um, plate instead of just having salad. No, taking a medication doesn't entitle you to go and do whatever you want with the diet. You have to remain cognizant of it all year long, not just around the holiday. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's easy to get derailed mm-hmm. by the season just because of the stress, the schedules, the, the everything else. I'm Rasa Kay, and I'm here at a Deborah Heart and Lung Center in the heart of New Jersey, and I'm talking with Dr. Jeanine Vecchio, an endocrinologist here at Deborah. So if somebody wants uh, to get in touch with you and your team to find out more? If you want to get in touch with our office, you can visit demanddeborah.org.